With every time of training, what you're doing is setting your child up to obey the Heavenly Father. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. I hope your day's going great. This is Jim Scudder, and you're listening to In Grace here on the radio or podcast. And today we continue to talk about how to raise great kids. Yes, it's possible. I know it's tough in our world. We have a, uh, a sin-cursed world. We have a, a sin-sick world. And it sometimes feels like it's almost impossible to raise kids that are godly, but it is possible. I know that because my parents raised me to be godly. I raised my kids to be godly godly, and I have two grown daughters, and you can do it too. Using God's word, having that balance of love and discipline. We can't forget discipline, but it has to come from love. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about discipline today as the Bible actually tells us that we need to chasten our children as God chastens us. And uh, we talk about the rod. We talk about how you, how you do it, how you don't do it and make sure there's a balance there, but it has to come from love. So we're going to talk about that today, and I know that it'll be a blessing to you as either you have children or you know people that do, and you can use the principles that we talk about today to help them. Right before we go into the message, let me tell you about a couple things. One, we invite you to tour the Holy Land within Grace. We lead tours all the time. We have another one coming up in February, and we have a very affordable trip. If you look at our prices compared to all the other, uh, most of the other ministries, you're going to find us the lowest probably. But I'll tell you this, I'll match it with any other tour, probably better than other tours as far as quality and what you're going to get and how you're taken care of. We're going to be not going to to shrines and shops. We're going to the real places in Israel. I'm going to be sharing all that I've learned. And then we have a professional guide, of course, professional drivers, these huge motor coaches, beautiful hotels, great buffet uh, meals. And just, we cover everything. We talk, you know, we, we get you into all the sites and there's no surprises. So if you'd like to go to Israel, go to ingraceradio.com. We're also going to Alaska on an Alaska cruise this July. And we would love for you to come along to find out more information about our Alaska Ingrace Creation Cruise or our trip to Israel. Contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE and we'll send you a free brochure or download it right now online at ingraceradio.com. Let me also tell you that we are going to be featuring tomorrow Mike Pompeo, the interview I did with him, and you really want to hear what he has to say. He's an incredible man. He wrote a book, Never Give an Inch. And if you'd like to get that book, we have them here at InGrace. For a gift of any amount this week only, we're going to thank you by sending you this awesome book. Never Give an Inch. Contact us today at InGrace, ingraceradio.com or 1-800-78-GRACE. Somebody asked, what should I use to spank my child? The Bible says rod, so what we're talking about is something pliable, not your hand. Don't use your hand. Um, something that's pliable that can administer a small amount of pain or sting that only lasts for a short time. What is that? Well, I got the belt. The belt was always accessible. How many of you got the belt? Some of you did? I mean, I don't know how my dad got that thing off so fast, but it was a sight to behold. 
I, shoo, I was praying, Lord, please let it get hung up on a couple of those belt loops. It never got hung up. I think he had greased it or something. That thing was off so fast. We used a spoon, you know, those uh, cooking spoons, and they have the plastic ones or the wood ones, but I guess it really doesn't matter, but make sure you're using something that they know that they've been visited. They know that what you're doing is you're teaching them that is not acceptable. You're not going to do that. And so the rod of correction, the Bible says, some people use an actual rod. Uh, Some of your hardware stores don't have any dowel rods in them at all. You've bought all of them. But the rod is what is going to be used to shape the heart into the correct way, okay? And I would say this, don't discipline them in the presence of other people. Take them off to a private place and make sure that you're not shaming them in this. Although, again, my dad, uh, he took me into his office, but his office was right next to all of the students, And so I'm sure they knew exactly what was happening. Some people said, Pastor Scudder, okay, I know I'm supposed to spank for rebellion, for backtalk, for uh, lying, stealing, cheating, not obeying quickly, uh, hurting somebody intentionally. I know I'm supposed to do that. How many times? I would say at the minimum of a few, and the maximum is how bad were they? What did they do? You know, some kids laugh after you get done. They're going to cry like it really hurt, but it didn't. So how do you know? Actually, I don't know how you know, but be a really good judge of, are you getting through to that child? So how many times? Well, what did they do? You know, use your discretion, obviously, but make sure they're getting the message. That's the bottom line. How early do you start, some people say. I mean, obviously, you got to make sure they know what's going on, right? But it's younger than you think, okay? So I'm not giving you any like this exactly, that exactly, but just use your common sense. You'd be surprised how little these kids are when, uh, and make sure that if it's a child that can't talk, that you know for sure it's not something that is a problem. They, you know, have a wet diaper, whatever, obviously. But if they have everything that they need and you know for sure they're fussing because they don't want to be put in the crib or whatever it is, use your discretion on that. You'd be surprised at how young that uh, these kids will start to rebel. So take control. Do that. Number two, keep control of yourself. This is so important. You cannot be out of control. You can't be yelling and screaming. Okay? When you do that, your children will close down. They won't sense that this is coming out of control, that this is coming out of a heart of love. They're going to feel like it's coming out of anger. And if they feel like you're angry and you're just getting your anger out on them, that's not going to do anything. You have to be controlled. Yelling at your children, I believe, provokes them. Okay, You shouldn't have to yell. Now, does that mean you never raise your voice? No, I think you should raise your voice. But you're not out of control. You're not yelling. You're not losing it. Ephesians 6, 4. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So does that say, well, we know we shouldn't provoke them. We know we should be in control ourselves. But does that mean that fathers are the ones that are supposed to be 
disciplining the kids. I would say this, now some of you don't have the luxury of having a mom and a dad, some of you are single parents raising your kids, and obviously uh, you have a special challenge, but let's just say that there's a mom and a dad, you're both on the same page on this, who should do it? Well, I think God has given the dad the better ability to not be emotionally swayed by the, the children's reactions. But does that mean the mom shouldn't spank? No, the mom should. I think both mom and dad should. I think the dad should do it more, but I think the person that uh, witnessed it, the person that it happened with, should be uh, willing and able to take care of the situation right then and there. But that's a lot, and it can't always be one parent. It needs to be both. So as often as I could, I would try to do it. But sometimes I wasn't around, and it needed to be done, and Karen would do it. I think they might have rathered I did it, because Karen was pretty good at shaping their heart. Okay, very good at that. So you're not trying to embarrass them, you're not denigrating them, you're not putting them down, you're not calling them stupid. So that's where all of this control is so important. Because you have to come at this. If you're going to discipline your children, you have to come at it as God would come at it. Under control. And doing it out of love. And when you do it that way, they will respond. And then number three, be consistent. So as you develop your plan to discipline your children, and you might also say, Pastor, are you saying that we only spank, that's the only form of discipline? I'm saying that should be your primary form of discipline. Are there other forms? It depends on what they've done. If they're sassing you or if they're 100% rebellion, I think spanking them is your only option. And as they get older, maybe there are some other things that you can do. Somebody said, how old? <laughs> when do you stop spanking your kids? I got it all the way up to, I think, 14. So, you know, I think there's a certain age where uh, spanking would have hurt less than taking my driver's license away from me, right? So there's a point where there's other things that will definitely affect them more and use your discretion. And there are other ways to discipline your children. Uh, there are some privileges you definitely can take away or you do both, okay? You do both. You take away a privilege, you take away a treat or whatever it is and spank them. Use your discretion on that. So be consistent. Whatever you do, Agree as a mom and dad what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and then make sure you are both doing that. At our house, we expected first-time obedience. So let's just say, for instance, your children are running, and you don't want them to run. And you say, stop running. And the child continues to run. Now, if they're really little, it might take a minute or a few seconds for them to stop. Um, maybe say this, obey. So that's like a warning. So stop running. They don't stop. Obey. And if they keep doing that, if they're disregarding you, you have no option but to discipline them right then and there. Um, now, by the way, you have to do this the same way every time. So you could be really tired. You don't feel like doing this. You Whatever. You have to do it the same way every time, even if you're tired, even if you don't feel like it. This is something that has to happen consistently. Now, God expects that from us, right? 
as children of God, he expects us to obey him. First time obedience. He didn't say, now, I told you once, I told you twice, I told you three times. No, he tells us what to do and he expects us to obey. That's how we can have a blessed life as a Christian. And again, this is the same way with raising our children. Here's a great example for that. God expecting obedience from his children. How about Jonah? Jonah, he told him to go to Nineveh with a message, and Jonah disobeyed. What happened to Jonah? God's chastening. Discover how faith and leadership play a role in modern politics with Mike Pompeo's new book, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. When you give a gift of any amount to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will send you a signed copy of this incredible book. Mr. Pompeo shares how his deep belief in God gave him strength in times of crisis and provided him with a moral compass that never wavered. Never Give an Inch is also a testimony to the power of faith and its ability to transform lives and nations. Your gift of any amount to InGrace will help more people experience that kind of faith in their own lives. To get your signed copy of Never Give an Inch and support InGrace's mission, call now, 800-78-GRACE or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Children need to know exactly what to expect. So you could say, um, your two-year-old didn't stop running. You told that child to stop running. You said, obey, and they didn't. So you would say to your two-year-old, because you disobeyed me when God's word tells you to obey, I'm going to give you two uh, spanks on your bottom. Okay? So there you go. You laid it out. You told them what you're going to do. And you do it. You take care of that. Now, what happens afterwards? Well, this can be one of the great moments that you have between you and your children. You need to make sure that they know to seek forgiveness, they need to also know that they have your forgiveness. And that just like God, God says, I don't remember your sins anymore as far as the east is from the west. I've forgotten your sins so much you as a parent forget. You've dealt with it, you've handled it, you don't have to keep bringing it up, you are done with that, it's over. Make sure they know that, that you have forgiven and that you have forgotten and that's a crucial part to shaping the child's heart. Hug them. Now, what I would do sometimes, just because of they were crying or whatever, I'd walk out, come back in in 10, 15 minutes, they were calmed down, and I would hug them, I would pray with them, I would tell them that we've forgiven them, that they need to ask God for forgiveness for this, and God will forgive them, and just have a time of sweet fellowship. It can be one of the most wonderful times and you're taking that heart and you're making it more and more like the heart of Jesus. So having those moments, I think, are absolutely wonderful and it can happen and it does happen when you discipline them because you love them and you take that time afterwards to have that fellowship with them and to make sure they know that you have 100% restoration from here. Avoid phrases like this. You will never learn. How many times have I told you this and that? So just be really careful about those phrases, those words, when you're training your children. Uh, when you're praying with your child, thank them for the love of Jesus. Thank you for the love of God. 
And remember, you're teaching them what God is like. And this is how their relationship with God is going to be now and in the future. And thank God for his love and thank God that he's training us and helping us and bring that up too. Say, you know what? God is still molding me and making me the way I need to be and he's gonna do that with you because he loves you like I love you and you're hugging them. So this is a very important part of being consistent in your, in your discipline. Now, let's go back to Hebrews 12. In Hebrews 12, verse 11, it says, Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous. All the kids said, Amen, Amen. But grievous. Nevertheless, after it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Do you see? That is exactly what we just said. So this is in context, a reference to a Christian's relationship to the Heavenly Father. He chastens us. We recognize our sin. We ask forgiveness for that sin. We have a restoration of fellowship. Our God has forgotten that sin. And now we have this peaceable fruit of righteousness. It's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing to have after this has all happened. So disciplining your child and training the heart is a hard thing. It's not an easy thing for you. It's not an easy thing for them. But with every time of training, what you're doing is setting your child up to obey the Heavenly Father. Okay? That's what it's all about. You're not trying to be a dictator. You're not trying to be a tyrant. But you are in charge. You are the parent. You have God-given authority. God has placed people in levels of authority. You say, well, what if that person abuses that authority? That person's going to have to answer to God. As parents, don't abuse your authority, but also don't underuse your authority because God has given you that right. Someone has said that the parent is the mayor and the sheriff. You get to make the laws, and you need to enforce the laws in your house. Okay? God has given you that authority, so you need to be one that picks that up without apology, not as a tyrant, but as a loving, caring parent, and exercise that authority and make sure your children's hearts are molded as God would want us to do that. So God is the one that puts people in authority, in places of authority. In Psalm 47.2, we read about the Lord, the Lord Most High. Anytime you read about Most High, you're always talking about God, the one true God. The Lord Most High is terrible. That doesn't mean in a bad way, but in a powerful way, like Niagara Falls is terrible. Uh, he is a great king over all the earth. So he has authority. God has the right to rule, and we have no right to question his right to rule, right? Okay. So, God is the king over the whole earth, and we are his creation. We are his subjects. Have you ever studied an anthill? Walking along, and there's a big anthill, and you know all the little ants are scurrying around. I bet one ant thinks he's pretty tough. You know that one ant, he won all of the weightlifting competitions ever in the whole colony. I mean, he is the toughest, strongest ant of the whole hill. He actually won the King of the Hill contest three times. But you know what? As you walk by, he's still a teeny little ant. 
okay? God's not impressed, okay, by us. He created us, he loves us, but remember who we are. He is authority. But then he has given us authority over people, over our, our homes, over our whatever the position of authority that you have. So in raising great kids, we need to understand God's authority and how God has given us authority. So parents, you have the authority to make sure your kids aren't picky eaters. Any of you have picky eaters? Okay, I've been around some of your kids. Um, the ones that I take, and they're on our staff and in Grace, and we take them on all these uh, filming trips, and the ones that order chicken tenders when you're at a really good restaurant, you know. Now, I'm not really, 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 really tough on picky eaters, but I think you should make sure they've tasted everything. There was one aunt that was over watching her little niece, and uh, she was trying to get the, the picky little eater to eat broccoli. So she said to this little girl, she said, how old are you? The little girl said, three. And the aunt said, okay, you get to eat three pieces of broccoli. And then the aunt was going to give the little girl some whipped cream. And the girl loved whipped cream. So the aunt said, so how old are you? And the little girl said, real seriously, four. <laughs> See how quickly they learn? Four. <laughs> but you have authority over your kids to make sure they eat what you put in front of them. And don't give in on that. Now, um, I remember one of you gave your kids, you ran out of milk, so you poured uh, Kool-Aid in with their cereal. So you know who you are. And uh, your kids are like, oh, no, I don't want to eat it, eat it. Which is, hey, I, I commend that. I'm glad you did that. But then on the way to school, they threw up Kool-Aid and cereal. So anyways, I will never, ever say who that was. <laughs> I'm so tempted. Hey, you know what, though? That's what I'm talking about. Now, the reason I'm not, like, you eat everything on your plate till it's gone is because I don't like mushrooms. And, but I'll eat mushrooms, but I don't like them, okay? So basically, uh, make, sure your kids, make sure your kids aren't picky eaters. You have the authority from God, both mom and dad, to be the boss, to be the authority, to be the mayor, to be the chief of police, you have the power to create and enforce laws without being a dictator. So God has given you that authority, and may we use it for the betterment of our children so that they can be raised up in the nurtured admonition of the Lord, that they will know that they are accountable to the one true God and that they will, at a young age, see their need of a Savior and put their trust in Jesus Christ, the one who died for our sins and arose. He's the one that... Uh, we want to introduce our children to. We want to be as close to Jesus as we can as parents so that they can see Christ in us and they know for sure that we love them. And when it comes time to discipline, to chasten them, they are convinced that it's out of love and you're molding that little heart into one that will love God and fear God. And let us pray hard for parents, for, for families raising kids. Let's pray right now. Lord, we ask a blessing upon parents right now as they raise kids and as they teach them there is a God and, and that, that eternal soul is accountable to him and there is salvation. And Lord, help the parents to teach them 
godly things and and for the child to know God and love God. And Lord, we especially pray for them in this tough world that we live in, that they can have a great outcome and raise great kids. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Don't forget tomorrow, we're going to be featuring an interview I did with former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. He was a delight to have at our church to sit on stage and interview him, and you're going to hear that tomorrow. We also have his book here at In Grace. It's called Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love, and he really went to bat to keep us safe. You need to read this book. We're going to send it as a thank you only this week to those of you that support In Grace with a gift of any amount. So contact us right now. Don't forget, when you give a gift of any amount to InGrace, Jim Scudder will send you a signed copy of Mike Pompeo's incredible new book. Never Give an Inch is a testimony to the power of faith and its ability to transform lives and nations. To support InGrace and get your signed copy, call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.